Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. All this week we've been talking about Psalm 2 and what a special psalm it is. And I, you know, for all, all of us who've been together throughout the week from Monday on, we don't need to go over the whole psalm, but just to give a real thumbnail overview, it's a prophetic psalm. It's a psalm about Jesus. And the question that is posed in, in verse one is why do all the nations rage against God? Why do the power centers of this world hate God so much? Why is there so much hostility? God wants to know that because he's so good. Mm-hmm. And, and so we've seen throughout this Psalm that God has a plan for the earth. And that plan ultimately was to bring Jesus, which Jesus came the first time to be our savior. And then we saw yesterday that Jesus is coming back and that's soon to be God willing to establish the kingdom on the earth. This Psalm closes out with two interesting points. And I think we need to just focus on those two points, although I'm sure there's way more. The first point is made to all these kingdoms that oppose God. And then the second point, of course, is for God's children Mm -hmm. while we're waiting for Jesus to establish his kingdom. So let's talk about that. Let's just read the end of the Psalm. I'm in Psalm two, and I'm gonna pick it up in verse 10. Now then, you kings, these are the kings that are against God, act wisely, (laughs) be warned, you rulers of the earth. And like, I mean, and again, we live in an age where we understand that it's not just political power, it can be media power. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be cultural power. So these are the, the word we hear today a lot is influencers. That's right. So whether this influences political or entertainment or media, God is saying, all you people that are aligned against Jesus, you need to be warned. Serve the Lord with reverent fear and rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's royal son or he will become angry and you will be destroyed in the midst of all your activities for his anger flares up in an instant. Okay, all of that was about God speaking to those power bases that are against him. But now he's going to talk to us those of us who love Jesus, those of us who follow him, it just simply says at the end of this Psalm, what joy for all those who take their refuge in him. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about both of those things for just a few moments. You know, Mary Alice, when I, when I read what we see uh, where God is like saying to the kings, to the power brokers, act wisely, be warned, serve the Lord with reverent fear. What is cool to me about that is it seems like God has every reason because we've been looking throughout this entire psalm to see that they're angry at God. They want to break God's design. Mm-hmm. You're just almost expecting God to say, you're dead. You're finished. I'm going to destroy you. But God is giving them a chance. He's God is like saying, you can get on the right side. Mm-hmm. They're, he's giving them time to turn around. It, it's like you're on the, you're, it's a football game. We're in football season right now. It's like you're on a losing team. And of course, this doesn't happen in the NFL, but just imagine what it would be like if you're if, if you're losing and you're going to lose really bad and you get a chance uh, at halftime to switch jerseys and go over and be part of the other team. I mean, that's what God is saying. Look, I know you're hostile against my son, Jesus, but consider what's about to happen and change sides. Come on over. Which to me, that demonstrates that he loves them. Yeah. He, he loves these people who are fighting against him and angry against him and designing against him. And the fact that God gives us space to change, and I was saying earlier, it reminds me of some of the situations we've been through uh, where we had opposition um, that was very painful. 
and and it would have been easy to just um, uh, shut off the people that hurt us so deeply. And I remember uh, so many times watching you uh, graciously um, interact with these people, and you would say to me, "I want to give people space to change because if they change their mind and heart, I want to make sure I didn't do anything." in the midst of my anger that I would regret later. It just really gives us a chance to look at the heart of God. Exactly. It? Because, mm -hmm. and I tell you, I, I, I can get on the wrong side of this too sometimes. I watch the news and I see how hostile people are against Christ and, and the word of God and, and good and right. It's human nature to see them as the enemy and to turn around and be hostile to them. Mm-hmm. But what the Word of God calls us to look at here is what's going to happen to them if they don't change. And that should break our hearts. That should break our hearts. That should break our hearts. And so consequently, instead of being hostile, we should, I guess, because Jesus talks about this in the Sermon on the Mount. We were mm -hmm. just reading that in Matthew, where Jesus said, when you're good to those who hate you, you're being mm -hmm. like your Father mm -hmm. in heaven. Mm -hmm. So we have a chance here to be like what we're reading right here, because God is like... Please come on over to my team. You're on the wrong side. You're going to get destroyed. You know, I remember when I was a kid, sometimes I could mouth off against my parents. I've always had a little bit of that streak. And my older sister, who's like 12 years older than I, she was my only living sibling at the time. She used to say, why doesn't he stop? He's going to get killed. <laughs> you know, and then you almost feel that same thing here where God is saying, please don't get, you know, it, you better get on the right side of Jesus. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to take a lot of time here, but we talked about how that the old is in the new explained yesterday. Here's the deal. Because a lot of people only see Jesus as the gentle shepherd you know, wrapping the sheep around his neck and bringing that lost sheep home or holding children in his lap. And that is who he is. But that's not all of who he is. You want to see the other side of Jesus? Read Revelation chapter 1. When John turns and sees, you know, this person whose head and hair were white like wool and his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like polished brand, uh, bronze refined in a furnace. His voice thundered like the mighty ocean waves. waves. And his face was like the sun in all its strength. John said, when I saw him, and John knew Jesus. I mean, my goodness, when Jesus was on the cross, he turned, you know, he turned Mary over to John. Hey, listen, when someone asks you to take care of their mama, you're close. No, he was known as the beloved disciple. He was the beloved disciple. When John saw Jesus like this, he went over like a timber. So here's the deal. Jesus is both people. He is both the loving shepherd, the tender shepherd, and he is also the sovereign, glorified ruler of the universe. We really have a choice here. We can either accept Jesus and, and deal with that person who's the tender shepherd, or we can reject him and deal with that. Well, well let me just read it one more time from Psalm 2. Now then, you kings, act wisely. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverent fear and rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's royal son, or he will become angry, and you'll be destroyed in the midst of all your activities. For his anger flares up in an instant. I sure want to be on the right side Absolutely. of this Savior. And thankfully, because of the grace of God that has mm -hmm. forgiven us of our sins, there was a time when we switched jerseys. That's right. And we joined his team. Mm -hmm. And God is saying, even to his worst enemies, Switch sides. Come on over to my team. You can be forgiven. You can be restored. All that even hostility that you had against Jesus can be forgiven and washed away. Wow, that's wonderful. Now, what about us? Because we're living in that, we're, we're living in this war. We're living in this clash of dynasties. Do we have to be 
depressed. No. I mean, look at the last verse there of Psalm 2, Mary Ellis. It says, what joy for all those who take their refuge in him. Refuge is a hiding place. Mm-hmm. And so talk about that for just a moment. I mean, the fact that in these days that we live in, as crazy as they are, there is joy in hiding in Jesus. Well, I think we have every reason to have joy. You know, one of the things I think is an earmark of the opposition is they are miserable. Yeah. They are, are sad and angry and depressed um, because they can't destroy us. And so we should have joy to know that um, we're on the winning side and that God is way more powerful than they are. And uh, so that should bring us joy in, in the midst of that. And what a testimony. Yeah. That's, when when, when they a, get angrier yeah. and angry. I remember watching you even one time in a, in a, a debate with uh, people who did not believe in God and who had hostility to God. And I think your calm, assured, uh, um, assured um, perspective uh, almost stoked their anger in a way because they, I think they envy that. They, they can only feed on anger and hostility and we should have that joy. It certainly, um, if, if we realize what God has done and that he is our refuge and that he is going to protect us and take care of us. You joy. just helped me think of something like you so often do when you talk. Um, you know, we were just talking about the first part of this Today's Noah's when to text in Psalm 2 is kind of evangelistic in nature, right? Mm -hmm. Because God is saying to all these people who hate him, come on over, come on over to my side. And at the end, it tells us that we have joy in taking refuge in him. I don't think anything is as contagious in a dark, angry world as someone who has joy. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, you know, after listening to you talk, I just wonder if maybe um, one of the most important evangelistic tools that we have is the joy that we have Mm -hmm. in Jesus. And when we get angry, we shut that down. Right. We just we just join there. Yeah, because it's, the, the world can look yeah. at us and say, "You don't have anything. I don't have. Yeah, I'm already like angry. Us. Now you're angry, and mm-hmm. I'm yelling, and you're yelling." But what if we have joy? Um, I, I don't know how. I, I just I, this jumped off at me. I was reading the other day about the crucifixion of Jesus in, in the scriptures, and, and the centurion who mm-hmm. said, "Surely this was the Son of God." He was the one who was in charge of crucifying Jesus, mm-hmm. and he, he it was his job to torture Jesus. What was it that he saw? Mm. that changed him. I think it was the love that Jesus had on the cross. Father, that, forgive them that, for that, they don't know. Yeah, so. Drew him. Mm. And so God help us in these dark days. Not to, we, we don't need to be hostile to the world. We know where we're headed and we understand where they're headed. There's no sense in being hostile. We need to be concerned for them and, mm. and sympathetic, really, for we where they're headed. Them. Yeah, we need to but if God will keep help, help us have joy at taking refuge in Jesus, hiding in Jesus, and that, boy, that could be, 10 weeks of Noah's wonder right there. Well, Mary Alice, we've gone through pretty much Psalm 2, and we still have tomorrow. We'll start something completely different. You and I have been talking about it. We're pretty excited about where we're headed next, and we'll start that tomorrow. But before we go, you have any final thoughts? I do not. Well, one more thing. Okay. <laughs> like Columbo. Yeah. Just one um, more thing. You know, how many times have we heard people... Um, talking about evangelism, but people say about someone that they watch go through a difficulty yeah. or just watch them interact, you know, I want what they have. Yes. And that's the kind of person I want to be yeah. uh, as we're in this lost world. Is I want I want the people that are wrapped up in this world to look out and say, there's something different about them. There's something different. I want what they have. You know, I, I know it's already been long already, but I, what you just said reminded me of something. I remember interacting with a group on many occasions that were not Christian. 
they were part of another religion. And they, they became my friends and I became their friend. And I remember telling you how that when I would be at their worship place and go out to my car, it was like they wouldn't let mm. me leave. Mm. They, were, they would follow me out to my car. Mm. And even though they weren't embracing what I believe, it was like they couldn't let go of me. And I remember telling you, it was like they were attracted, not to me, they thought it was me. Mm-hmm. And they would say, well, Mark is different, but they were attracted to Jesus. Jesus, They were attracted to Jesus. I mean, they got mm-hmm. close to Jesus because he lives in me. Mm-hmm. And they just like, they didn't want to let go of me. It's like they mm-hmm. were holding on to me. And you've watched that because you've been I part have, of some of those I meetings have. too. Absolutely. Jesus is just attractive. He even, is. He's attractive even to those who hate him. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed going through Psalm 2 with us. We've gone through Psalm 1 and Psalm 2. And uh, I hope this has been a blessing to you. Marilyn, let's pray for us before we leave. Absolutely. Oh, Father, thank you so much for the joy that you do provide in our lives. Even in difficult days, Father, we can have a peace that passes understanding and a joy as we look to the future and a joy as we rejoice even as we live our life in any given day that you uh, still are our refuge and that we can still hide in you whatever the day holds. Uh, Thank you, Father, that you know our steps before we take them. Think about Psalm 139 and all the comfort of that chapter. And I just pray, Father, for each and every person and family watching Noah's window or listening today. Um, Many are facing so many challenges, Father, but you're up to every challenge. And I just pray that you would reach down and wrap your arms of love around each one. Draw them close to you. May they know your presence and your power in their life. And may they have joy. I pray each one of us will even this day have the joy that you provide for us as we're in and working through and living through this day and this age. We especially pray for those who are uh, dealing with sickness and with uh, tragedies and even death in their families. I pray that you bring comfort and healing, Lord, uh, as only you can. And we're just going to give you all the praise and the glory for all that you do. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining Mary Alice and me and Ginger, I guess, <laughs> for Noah's Window. And again, thank you for all of you who respond to us and talk to us. You know, Noah's Window has made me feel kind of like we're next door neighbors uh, to all the people who are part of Noah's Window. And, and uh, your sharing with us feels like we're kind of like talking across the fence with each other. And it means a lot to us. We love you guys. God bless. And we'll see you tomorrow on Noah's Window. See you soon. <laughs>